Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Make it? No. There we are. Look, be fair. Hello, everybody. Well you I can tell well. Toby's not driving the machine that they can't you? <laughs> can I just make a point that I'm not in charge today? Just <laughs> welcome <laughs> along, everybody. You've joined the long run podcast and live stream brought to you by the Forty Runs Running Club. This is a place for news, views, and tips for everyday runners, and hopefully there'll be a few laughs along the way as well. Thank you very much for joining us at 7 o'clock. Here we are. Bit of a role reversal today because Toby's on his holidays. He's sunning it in the Canaries, although it does look a bit cloudy. Don't look too clever uh, there, mate. It's got and, a sun, um, isn't it? But, I, I went to I ran two miles out to get the sunset yesterday, and all I saw was the sun disappeared behind a load of cloud. Oh. Really wasn't worth it. But we've got to admire his dedication to the cause, haven't we? That he can join us from the Canary Islands to because um, he loves us so much, he can't resist spending his Friday night chatting to us. Most I just want to see if I can drop out less than Eddie. No, it's so impossible. That is it's quite impossible. a match bet. And before we go on to what we've been doing this week, can I please welcome this week's guest, Louise Ford, who is with us to talk oh, all sorts of stuff. It's been such a mad week for Louise. Not only. <laughs> Did she gain a surprise ballot place in the London Marathon? So, yeah, it's her. She's the one. She's the one who got in the ballot. And um, we're also going to have a chat. She's a very keen uh, runner with her dog. So we're going to have a chat about um, a few sort of do's and don'ts and bits and bobs. There's a few changes with Parkrun with taking your dogs that are coming in in the next few weeks. So we're going to talk about that as well. So there's loads to get through, Louise. Thank you very much for joining us. Also... Can I just say, if you've got a, because he's not producing tonight, if you've got a question for Toby, can you just uh, put it in the comments? It can be on anything. And we've already had um, people commenting about his decent background for a change. Um, so if you've got any questions for Speedgoat, in particular on the Speedgoat diet, 
because uh, he's been consuming most of the food in wherever he is. Yeah, um, you all inclusive then, Tope? He must very be. much so. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we want to hear. Stick your questions in the thing in the in the chat box with the queue in front of it, and we'll try and get onto some of those. We try not to ignore you uh, like we usually do. Uh, if yeah, you, bear with us, though, folks, because Al's not here either. So yeah. the people who the people who drive the machine, who you know work the wonders, the organ grinders, they're not really at full capacity, and you're just left with the monkeys. So yeah, we'll just we do our really, best. We don't really know what we're doing, as you'll see throughout the course of this evening. But we'll do our best, as always. And thanks to everybody who is again making this one of the top-rated podcasts, running podcasts in the UK, Malaysia's number one running podcast. Mongolia's biggest podcast, and of course, we can't we can't emphasise uh, enough how much we love our listeners in Malta, where it all started. So, welcome Basically everybody. Anywhere with um, beginning with M. So, if people in the Maldives yeah. and Mozambique can raise their game, that'll be great. Yeah, that would be that would be special. I would say if you could. Uh, and maybe they'd like, like to join the running club while they're at it, Chris, wouldn't they? Because that's yeah, you, you, yeah, you could become a you can become a club member. Right, so we're a UK affiliated club. Big shout out to the chairman, by the way, because we had the AGM today. I've got a bit of a telling off for not posting enough pictures. Um, that's uh, admin's fault. Uh, but basically, uh, we're a UK athletic uh, club, so we're one of those virtual clubs, so you don't have to worry about, you know, turning up to club night if, if that's not your thing. So if you're a solo runner, you can basically become an affiliate member. And they told me tonight that it's still only 16 quid, which is good news. So... You can join, get all the benefits, race discounts with races coming back. It's worth doing it. Um, but if you want to try and get along to one of our satellite clubs, which is obviously Louise, we'll come on to that as part of. Um, we've got them dotted around the country and we want more of those. But also, even if you don't want to be an affiliate member, you could become a basic member. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Yeah. You can belong. And, and if you're an affiliated family. member of another running club and you're not sort of like feeling that you get your money's worth or you're enjoying it as much as you like and you'd like to come along with us, you can get a transfer, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, just email the club. It's all on the website, 40 runscom uh, forward slash running hyphen club. That is, we've done an amazing plug at the front end then, considering that the running club's not actually paying us. We've done an amazing job. This week's this week's podcast is sponsored unofficially by Burger King because they've gone all vegan in Leicester Square. So, Dave, even though they're not paying us, they don't know they're saying this, but I I feel obliged to 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 give them some shout outs today. Hence that I've, if you're listening to the pod, we've all got our names. I'm the plant-based Whopper today because I feel like we need to give Burger King some love for yeah, Leicester Square. Square Green. So um, our official sponsor doesn't start until April the 1st. So we'll just carry on mucking yeah. about. And well, I just then. wanted to give a quick shout out. See, Ian Wilson has dropped a line, trying to listen in while on my 27 mile night run, just Legend. over 20 miles in. Toby, oh, that's what you should be, be doing. Done so by you should be because Tobe's got an Iron Man in the morning, Tobe. Haven't you? Well, I was more trying going for twenty-seven courses for my dinner, <laughs> as opposed to twenty-seven. Is that miles. what your Iron Man is? Is how much food yeah. you can consume while they run? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Too. So, yeah, Tobe, okay. how long are you in Lanzarote? What are you up to? When are you coming back to save us? I I'm back on Sunday night. Unfortunately, is this business so, or pleasure? Oh no, purely pleasure. Is it? He's just, he's just yeah. left the country to get away from me so he doesn't have to listen to me on Saturday morning. That's all it is. He's gone to extreme. <laughs> yeah, I understand uh, Simon's drawn the short straw for the morning. Yeah, yeah but he's only having two and a half hours. I, I think that's right. I think you should at least have three and a half, if not four. 
Yeah, but he'll yeah, get broken up because I'm heading up to Gunpowder Park Run, so he'll get a little bit of a break because I'll annoy somebody else for about half hour. Oh, I think Mark <laughs> so, Sloan's heading up that way. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, drop Mark in it. I'll run with Mark. He loves it. Loves yeah, he loves it, game. Mark Sloan. He'll be all right, right so, won't he? Uh, Christian. Uh, right, it's we'll been, come on to the questions. What's sorry, Michael. No, no so I was just on. saying, we've got some questions in the thing. We'll come on to them a bit later. So um, you crack on, Wilco. I was just saying, I, I mean, talking personally, it's been a – the weather's given me a massive lift of doing a bit oh. of uh, training this week, hasn't it? starting yeah. to dry out. It feels like spring is in the air. Ed, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. It's been nice. I was just walking around this evening about half past five thinking it was dark this time a few weeks ago and I didn't have my coat on and I was like, bloody hell. Might be inspired to go for a run. But I have done some running this week. It's been a good week. Not another down weekend? No, I've done three runs and I've been to the gym five times this week. So, Oh, yeah. If you hear these interruptions, Eddie, because he's had these technical issues, has decided that the best best way to resolve them is to um, evacuate his family and his wife from the house. It's working. um, So that there's no interruption, no one playing uh, Fortnite or anything like that that's going to affect his... um, is digital output, but unfortunately, they've not taken the dog with them. So if you hear loud barks going on in the background, then, well, I mean, it's quite apt, I suppose, because we're going to talk about dogs a bit later on. So uh, we, we could put it down as just a special effect that we've got to... Yeah, um, effect. <laughs> if, you, if you sound clip it, you can use it later, can't you? Yeah, we could do that. We could, yeah, but then that would mean we'd have to actually know what we're doing in the editing. <laughs> I do that. Um, so that's unlikely to happen. You're yeah, lucky. What we could do is what we could do yeah. is that um, you know, if we get someone on and they're a bit boring, a bit dull, we could just put the dog noise in. So, oh, the dog. Now you can have to. We'll have to do it another time. And <laughs> yeah, but to be but to be fair, Wilco, because we are so you know cutting edge, we only get people who are more interesting. Anybody who's not interested, we don't want them on the show anyway. We don't need it. Yeah, we don't like people plugging books and stuff like that, do we? Yeah, telling us how they should, you know, we should all run 5K in 15 minutes. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we want to add some value to our listeners along the way if we can, um, which, you know, is a struggle, especially I think really we really need to focus in next week on how we can help our listeners in Mongolia because I've been thinking about them all week. I've been worried about them. Um, so them. next week, if you're in Mongolia, we're going to try and sort of tailor it towards you. Yeah, and that's Toby Desert downloading us at the moment. Yeah, drop us a line. Yeah, but I'm with or, you on this. Um, Long run show at gmail.com. Yes, and that's what I was about to say. I, I would love to hear from you. Um, and I will get to the emails at some point. We do have an email today, just as a heads mm. up, but a bit of a pre warning to everybody. I've not read it, so um, we're going to sort of wing it. It could be uh, the offer, you know, it could be just someone telling him he's won the Nigerian lottery or something, you know, you just don't be, know. Could be anything. So, yeah, so tonight, uh, Wilco, uh, in Louise, and uh, we've got Rudolph on as well. We'll talk about London Marathon because, as you said, Louise was one. Should we talk to Louise? Because I'm fed up with the sound of my voice already. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we talked to Louise about what it's like getting that email and actually it's saying you're in. What was it like, Louise? Um, a massive shock like I kind of me me and my sister and one of the others from our satellite all kind of we run a lot together and things and we just thought oh let's just put it in for it we thought we were 100% thinking we weren't going to get it and I was kind of looking forward to getting the jacket <laughs> and then um yeah then when the email came through I was like oh like I'm actually gonna run it <laughs> Now, have you had any what, what sort of um experience running experience have you had before then have you, have you done a marathon before no Never. <laughs> I've oh, ran dear. up to I ran up to twenty four miles before oh. with my dog. 
but with your dog yeah wow but um because okay. we were training because we were training to do um, a 22 miler um around the brecon beacons together um so we were we were doing lots of training and stuff during it was mostly during lockdown as well um so that's probably the furthest i've done but then i've kind of eased off a lot since then and only do up to about 15 miles at the minute that's still good that's still that's still good you've got yeah. you've got a right a really good base to which to, to start from um and i think that's yeah. that's half the battle with all of this it's it depends and don't get me wrong because we you know we've got people coming into me asking for help who've done uh, nowhere so you know to, yeah. to have that base already it's it's, it's amazing so you're you're um, one of the lucky yeah. few because i do i do a lot of like 5k 10k races and then a couple of 10 milers but yeah i've only ever done one half and that was in 2018 and it was the worst thing i'd ever so how done. long have you been running then louise uh since 2017 um and i started it because of my dog i didn't want to run but she had too much energy needed a job to do and needed something to focus on so i just kind of went to a class to have a go and then started running from that because she really enjoyed it and she slept all day and didn't destroy the house so i was like oh, okay I think I need to start running then. So <laughs> then I started running with her and doing five, like did catch 5k together um, like over a few weeks and then kind of started to enjoy it and then started to try and go out for runs by myself without her sometimes and just went from there what, really. Out, out of interest, what made you apply f- uh, for the London Marathon? Was there a specific reason or was it just like, oh, that seems like a good idea? Um, I've always wanted to do a marathon and I mm. obviously – London's the one that everyone says about and stuff. So I wanted to say I'd at least done one um, before I get too old. <laughs> <So> <laughs> have you been along to it? Have you been? No, have you watched? I've only ever watched it on the telly. Right. Because I've, so I've literally to... been to London three times in my whole life. Right. Okay. No, let's, uh, just yeah. for just for everybody, where are you based? Just so everybody. Coventry. So you're yeah, up in Coventry. Yeah. So like. So the... I've been everywhere in the midlands but i don't really go south very often no that's fair enough i mean what there's no reason to go yeah, down right. london well yeah why would you um so you've seen yeah, it on tv and you thought I'll, I'll apply i've got no yeah. chance but i just i because i've never like ballot places never got a ballot place right so in in anything i don't think um so i don't know is anybody else will go to ed have you ever got a ballot place in anything yeah i mean, I mean I've, I've had a few ballot places first um great north run i did that was a ballot place and right. um then i bought the membership so that you get three years not, where yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, get a place yeah, if you fun. pay 50 quid or something you don't have to go through the ballot and you get a place which is a great i which is a really good deal so i'm mm. two out of three in that um and uh dublin marathon this year that was a ballot place but the thing is you don't know people we had people on here talking the other day about the oxford half being having a ballot but everybody gets in but of course mm. with london even on a normal year, you're looking at a sort of like a 25 to one shot yes. that you're going to get a place. And with all the COVID complications and things like that, the chances would have been even less. If, yeah, um, no. if you've got, if you've got a place or anything, let us know in the um, comments and uh, drop us a line and tell us yeah. you know, how you're feeling. Cause yeah. I, I got a place through like their kind of second ballot. So they did the first one and then they did like a, a mini one, which was just 2000 people. If you kind of said that you'd defer your, payment to get the jacket sort of thing oh right well i got a place through that hang on hang on bribery is there something to this (laughs) now now louise i don't know if you listen to any of the shows but i would say say, we uh, would you boys would you say we're on friendly terms with london marathon events or or 
or not? Um, not particularly. Not particularly. Okay, it's a bit so of a one relationship, isn't it? So I could carry on down this path. So what you've just said to me is that's really interesting. You got a place in the second ballot where you agreed to give them even more money. Now, what yeah. I want to know from everybody, now, here, Wilco, this is a bit of journalism for you to find well, out, is the people who got ballot places, I'm wondering if most of those people were in that second ballot and they all gave London Marathon events even more money. Having said that, what, mate, though, the Louise oh, did say there was only 2,000 places. I mean, that's a small fraction of the people yeah, who would have got places. Like I only I was one of two thousand, but then Katie, who's from our satellite, she got mm. a place, but she didn't do the same thing as me. She didn't do so. She got a a proper place, like on the oh, the you've road. got a proper place. Don't listen to that. <laughs> you've well, got a yeah. place, but I think oh. it was because because of the jacket bit. I kind of ended up obviously into a second ballot, so it was kind uh, of. I I'm, just, I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering if there's a conspiracy there, but you know I me, mean? I just got but this thing about was, yeah, like my sister Nicola obviously did the same as me, but she's mm. just got the jacket. And what's the, something like? the second the second ballot wasn't that normally from places that people didn't take up i don't know because why was there a second ballot yeah i don't yeah, know that's you, I, I think originally yeah you if it was like a week or so later no, so no, if you I didn't know. confirm your place yeah you got they gave away the places that have been given oh. back effectively yeah i thought i remember reading the other year that london marathon actually because it's been going so long they actually offer out about 45,000 places. This is when it was about 38,000 in because they know, based on history, how many people just wouldn't bother taking up the place because of those. Was someone just shot or was that a dog? That was the dog. It's Eddie's pet oh. lion. This is lion. So if, if so you're on the live stream now, you'll get, and you won't appreciate this if you're on the podcast and downloaded it on your usual podcast provider on uh, Spotify and Apple and Amazon and all them something. But Eddie keeps disappearing and going to look after the dog. Well, what I, what I feel sorry for is the people listening to the podcast, so they're on their long run. If they're running down the river, they might have just jumped in the river because they thought, they yeah, what about Ian? Yeah, Ian, Ian's out there. Ian, are you still alive? Or do you feel, like, scared because Eddie's dog just barked at you? <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? You're, you're just trotting along in your own little world on your long run. Oh, bosh, I'm off to do 21 miles. And then, what? In your ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Toby, are you still with us or are you frozen? I'm still here. Oh, that's <laughs> annoying. He's enjoying his holidays. I oh, know, isn't, isn't it annoying? It, it, look, but it was so funny because I rung him on his. Because by the way, we've got to give a big shout out to Speaker because it was his birthday this week. He's now he's now only nine years younger than me. Um, but I, I, I almost wet myself when I FaceTimed him because he just came on and he was so sunburned. He'd been out there one day, and it, it, like you know, typical English tourist. He was he had his sunglasses, Mark, and it, he he was glowing in the morning. He was so, and you could see that he was in pain with it. It was just typical type. He did pack any suntan lotion, just got up and he got He seems to have packed his coat as well. Yeah, it does look chilly out there. Yeah. It looks a bit it wrapped up. Bit, well, it's a bit windy here, isn't it? Lanzarote mm. is a bit windy. I did, um, I did the half marathon in Lanzarote a couple of, yeah, about six months before the pandemic. It was a really good event. I'd recommend that to anybody. It's really good. Well, if you want to get a flight, the Ironman's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing game. it in the morning. I oh, know he's still here. Ian Wilson's still here. We, you didn't kill him, Ed. Uh, I'm running along a narrow, muddy riverside path. Be careful, Ian Wilson. Yeah, concentrate. Don't and, be typing uh, stuff do... to us. Concentrate. Yeah. Get yourself As you're typing, typing, yeah. listening, and running in the dark. That's multitasking. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is practicing. Yeah, so, that is. Um, 
Yeah, go on. I was going to say, Louise, now you have Mr. Ford and um, Eddie as well here to offer any sort of advice. Have you got any questions you want to ask them as you prepare to go down this marathon route? Um, what well, are your fears? What are you most um, sort of concerned about? I don't know. I'm scared that I might not do it in the cut-off time. Don't be so stupid. I'm, I'm not very fast. I won't worry about that. Yeah. And then, like, I'm <laughs> – I'm kind of going to keep my my normal training going for now until like mid-April because that's when all my canicross races end because it's end of canicross season. So I'm not really going to kick the kind of marathon training in until the end of April and I don't know if that's too close or I don't know. Sounds right. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're yeah. doing, what did you say you are in your long run at the moment? I've, I can go up to 15 miles in one yeah, run. So you're well ahead of where you need to be. So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about anything. Get your season done. Enjoy I mean, there is a bit of walking, but... So? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, walk the marathon. What are they going to do about it? I mean, ev- so, every day I walk I walk between 12 and 20 miles because I'm a dog walker, so I'm out every day right. walking anyway. I, I think you could win the London Marathon at the moment. <laughs> you must be so fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm tired all the time, though. It gets to the evening, I'm like, I should really go for a run, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just a bit too tired now. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all good, you know. It's all with all seriousness, you know. It's all ticking along, isn't it? It's all good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would say one thing is to make sure that that you are eating correctly and hydrating and making sure because you say you're tired, so just make sure that you are looking at that side. Obviously, I'm not a nutritionist; yeah. none of us are on here, especially not speed goat. Um, but just make sure that you are looking at that side of things because that could be you know your immune system will take even more of a hit so that could be really something to try and polish up on is, is what you're eating you know drinking and, and maybe look at how you can maybe balance some of that out in terms of fatigue that could be one way to help you yeah might be worth having a look at because it is something we all neglect you know cross training number one but you've got no problem with that because you're walking about 500 miles a day and <laughs> um and our diet and our hydration in terms of relative to what we need for that marathon training or half marathon training block we just sort of like do what tobe does and eat more um but that's not necessarily the right thing if you're saying you're fatigued then you probably Mm -hmm. do need to look into that so that might be worth investigating a little bit so uh, so to sort of like ask a question almost on louise's behalf if she's doing a load of loads of walking and stuff like that how much of that will contribute to like her marathon plan because yeah. Will she still find herself having to do those long runs and those speed workouts and things like that on top of all the stuff she's doing, or can of it su- can it supplement? Yeah, you could definitely you can definitely supplement it. I, I would, based on the sort of stuff that you're talking about, I'd even go down and I'd have a chat with Al about Hanson because of the the way that our trains and you know the the sort of miles that you're doing, but sort of broken up, so you're. You're not hitting those like big long runs in a traditional plan that we've spoken about. Can you just expand on the handsome, mate? Just give us a brief synopsis of what it's about. Yeah, we've spoken about it before. It's where you you're sort of doing more concentrated miles over the over the week, but you're not doing like big long runs, so you're breaking it down. So your training volume is is high, but in overall distance of those runs. So like Al does a sixteen miler and a ten miler. So he does or whatever he does, I can't remember which way he does it. But we've done stuff on What's that, Ed? So as long as I have the longest Hanson goes is 16 miles, but That's you do 16 it. on the Sunday with 10 before it on the Saturday. That's it. And and the tempo yes. runs are, are slightly longer, but yeah. it's, it's all That's about volume, miles, but not in total length. So that might suit you, Louise. 
yeah. it, because you're doing miles anyway, I don't know. It's it's definitely an alternative to sort of more of the traditional plans. Um, yeah, because so each cause we do two to three walks every day with the dogs, and like we kind of specialize in doing like longer walks with dogs because like we get a lot of really active breeds of things. So we're out for ninety minutes. So every every walk is like four to six miles, depending on how quick the dogs go, and we do oh. run them a bit at the same time. I, I think you're going to destroy it. She's going to yeah, destroy. I mean, she's so fit. You've got the pace already, so it's yeah. just the speed, like a little bit of speed work, and then. Do you know it's there, yeah. isn't it? You know? That's it. Uh, yeah, you're you, walking you, that far every day anyway, or moving that far every day. So yeah. you're running something walking. Yeah. You know? That's that's I, you, I mean, what sort I of like, I don't know if you heart rate train or know your heart rate or anything, but I bet your heart rate is really, really consistently in control. Like it'd be level two, I guess, on a Garmin most of the time when you're running because you've got such yeah. a good Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go up too high, really. No. Even when I really think I've pushed hard on a 5K, like when I go meet the 40 lot and I'm like, right, I'm just going to yeah. go, like, push hard, it doesn't actually go, that, like, that high. When you say push hard, though, like, at the end yeah. of it, are you, on the, are you on the floor crying and vomiting or are you just like, oh, yeah, and how long does it take you to recover from that? Well, the last time I did it properly, I haven't done it for a few weeks, I was, like, felt really sick afterwards and stuff and was just stood there like, oh, God, that was too much. But, but how um, long did you? How long did it take to recover? A couple of hours. Oh, a and couple of hours. Out. Oh, and then I was back out walking twenty miles again the next day. You're hardcore, Louise. I like you, Louise. You're hardcore. You're like <laughs> Louise. Do you think? Obviously, you know, you're getting the physical activity. Do you think it's the um, the mental aspect of it is perhaps more of a concern than not that I you're going to be so, fit yeah. enough to do it? Because sometimes when I'm doing like longer runs, I'm like. I mean, especially if I'm, I tend to do a lot of running with my dog. So it's like, I feel like I'm with somebody. But if I try and do longer runs and I'm by myself, if like one of the others can't come with me, I kind of feel like I get to a stage where I'm like, oh, I'm a bit tired now. And I like, I kind of, my brain's then like, oh, just slow down, just walk. And then I kind of get out of it. Whereas like with, if I've got the dogs with me or if I've got someone else with me, I kind of feel a bit more motivated to just keep going. Like, well, obviously, you know, you're going to have big crowds. There's going to be loads of people shouting yeah. your name and there's going to be lots of people accompanying you. So even if you don't know them, they're going to push you along anyway. Yeah, that's true. Is, is there anything else that you, you're worried about or, or you thought, oh, God, what about this? What about that? That we can we can help you with? And actually, anybody who's listening this back on the podcast, you can email something.com and, and, you know, we, we'll try and get to the emails at some time in 2024. But send it in and we'll, we'll try and answer it um, if you want. But, yeah, is there anything else, Louise, in, just on the London Marathon side of things? Um, I mean, I'm a bit – I'm not sure how the, like, waves and stuff work either. Like, I'm a bit, like, worried about being in such a big crowd because mm. all the races I've done, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of people there. And I've done a lot of big-ish races but never that many, like, people in one place. And that, I think that's like the start is going to be a bit for me because okay, like well, that's, you know what yeah. that's, a, that's a good point. Um, and I <clears throat> I said about this before. It's one of the reasons why I started doing what I do is because of the anxiety at the start that I yeah. felt, and it was that's why you know it's nice to talk to me. There will be obviously other people you can meet there and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, the, the way they did it, one thing I give them a shout out for the way they did it this year or when it whatever year last year. Like, so we pretty much walked through and we got onto the path and, and we was through the start line 
like that. It was so quick, and it was yeah. you, you didn't even know not being like uh, you was at London Marathon. I've been there obviously in other years, you know, with Ed and stuff like that, and we've looked round and you can see people going all the way back. But I hope that actually they've learned from the wave system that they put into place in October last year because it was really good and. Yeah, uh, I, I really w- that's something I won't worry about. But what I would say to you to counter that and get used to it, sign up for a big event between now and then. So find something where you are deliberately going to be put out of your comfort zone, so you know yeah. what that's going to feel like. So yeah. I don't know whether there's a Coventry half marathon that gets ten thousand runners, or you yeah, know, something. So, that, I'd imagine something in Birmingham or somewhere around there. Yeah, on your round, round your yeah, something, the, the something busy where you can where you can effectively replicate race day. You know, it's got a bag drop, unlike the Brighton Marathon uh, on race day. Um, you know, you put that in. Something that you can defer, unlike uh, Manchester Marathon. and But you can get that sort of race day feeling, go through your sort of hydration beforehand and your fueling beforehand, get there with loads of people, queue for a toilet. It's always nice queuing for a toilet. But meet people. Like, you know, as you say, yeah. you've got 40 runs. We're all over the place, luckily. So meet some people. Then go into a pen that is quite intimidating. So really get yourself through that whole, you know, routine of doing it. And then it won't be so much of a shock when you get there. Because it's it's not, honestly, that when you walk into Greenwich Park, um, mm. it, it's quite, you know, it's quite open. And there's just people really that are queuing for toilets. That's effectively all they are. It's queuing for toilets and watching a screen. And then you, yeah. you get into your way. If you walk through... Uh, if they hold you, then they'll hold you in a in a group. But if you've already done that in another bigger event, then you, it won't phase you um, at all. But just just go, just be super relaxed. I mean, but, um, you know, is. you said about a bag drop. Like hmm. I've never done a race where I've had a had to drop. A, well, exactly. Know, what do you put? So in this it? is my point. That, no, but that's a really good point. And I, and I think people out there, they they you know they maybe got a map out of place. They've never been through that big event process. All yeah. right, it's a shame if you're doing the Brighton Marathon and you won't have that on race day. But, you know, the, if you could sign up for a race that has a bag drop, again, going through that process of, you know, doing it, understanding it. I've done video. I did a video last year. I've done a video a few times on stuff to stick in that. Watch that video. That will really help you. Because um, yeah. it tells you all the stuff to take with you that you might not think of for race day. But it's nothing. there's nothing to worry about. But... The, like everything just pick a race or races that are basically dummy runs there's even some 10ks that you can use a bag drop you know but and yeah i think, I think there's a bag t- drop at the 10k i'm doing in april but i just never bothered taking anything no but deliberately even if you just put like i don't know a pack of salt and vinegar crisps in it, it just, just to get you yeah. through that process of of doing a bag drop queuing for a toilet thinking about right i've got to try and find a race that starts around the same sort of time yeah. Uh, and then practice, you know, what the first three miles are. Because the first three miles of London Marathon, some a lot of people, they just blow up because they go out like they're, like they're trying to win the Olympics. Um, you know, try and practice that first three miles. Do that whole, literally to go through the whole process of, a, of, a, of the London Marathon, but at another event. Because it's, it's you know, but just, just try and find a busy, busy one. It doesn't matter whether it's London Marathon, Brighton Marathon, Great North Run, maybe it's your first event. I'd say this advice for everyone, to be fair. If you're signing up for a bigger event, like one of these sort of flagship events, whether it is wherever it is in the, you know, if it's the Mongolia Marathon, for example, you know, just go and get something, some, you know, some practicing with other races and events. 
So you sort of get yourself all over those mental hurdles. So the yeah, the whole not, logistical sort of aspects of it is something to get your head around, isn't it? I'd, I'd hardly, hardly agree with that advice. Definitely. So, um, what do you want to do then, Chris? We've got a couple of questions from the crowd for you. Right, should we back through those? Yeah, let's back okay. through those. I, we, what we, I want to put Louise through the lightning round mill and griller on yeah. the lightning round. Because I think um, that'd be interesting, and then, but more important, I want to talk. I'm really interested to get her input on on obviously running with the dogs and and the change of part running and all that kind of stuff. So should we okay, knock some so questions we'll do out? Your questions, then we'll do the lightning round, then we'll have a chat about dogs. Is there no questions for Toby though? No, not that's really. Good. It's not no. popular. That's good. Okay, it yeah. Like sl- well, it looks like it's cleared up. It's not so cloudy now, mate. Yeah, Toby, so what's happening with the weather? Oh. Is it, Mel was worried thing. that nobody's getting you any drinks. I met, see, Mel always cares about me. I don't even know. Yeah, she does care. That's because I don't lick her tokens at part runs. So. Yeah. That's or right. nick them. Or nick them. I don't, don't do that either. Yeah. So, yeah, right. So, what was there's the no part run here. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, just a couple of quickies. Robert Hallam has asked Chris, any plans for an ultra this year? Uh, we plan it. We've, no, yes, we planned a race to the Stones, but I got kiboshed by Mrs. Foley because um, it's a dance show or something. And if I'm not there, I might as well basically, the hole that I'm digging this weekend, I might as well get in it and bury myself. So, What's race to the Stones. Uh, What's this hole? I'm digging a hole this weekend because Tobe's not for? here to help me. I'm doing it my own. I've got, it's a long story, but it's, it's quite boring. So, are you I any good out. at digging holes? Are no. you a gardener? No. <laughs> But it's going to be interesting. Anyway, so, uh, no, I'm not. I plan to do one, uh, but I'm going to have to do it in wherever next year is. Uh, you got a bike we'll ride next year. Stones. That. What's that, Tom? you got a bike ride next year. Remember that? Oh, you signed me up for this bike ride thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm not – I'm doing it, but I refuse to train for it. I'm going to do it, right? And they can all jog on at this event because I'm not training. I'm categorically not doing any training for this event. I'm going to bowl up. I'm going to get on a bike. What's the worst that could happen? It's only hundred miles. miles. It's hundred miles, apparently. Hundred miles. Yeah, that's what you signed me up for. How it. many do you reckon you'll do? One. <laughs> I'm going to mo- no, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to moan at Toby for a hundred miles. You I'm inside catch faster it. than you. That's the problem. You won't yeah. catch it. Nah, and uh, anyway, Brandon so- Lewis asks, um, "Can you recommend me a long, easy day shoe?" Long, easy day shoe. Yeah. Uh, the Sketches Max Road Five, if you can get them, but mm, unlikely. That's the I would say hands down my favourite still long run easy day shoe. Uh, I put a video out today on the Puma Vesa um, daily trainer. Uh, yeah, and I would look out for the Glide Ride Three that's coming. That's got the new foam in it, so I think that could be a good one um, when that eventually drops. Yeah, that's got the um, what's it called plus in it. I think it's flight frame plus in it. Um, so that'd be nice and smooth. I've been running in the, I'm looking at them, they're over there, the 1080 version 12, which would be quite nice. On the- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, but I've been concentrating on the Puma this week, but I did a couple of runs in them last week, just easy miles, I, you know, just bumbling along, and they were quite nice. But, um, the, oh, that was the other one, but I've not tried them, talking about that. The Fresh Foam more. Have a look at that. That could be worth a shout um, for that easy day. But there the best shoe out there for those that easy... Helped, mate. There's plenty of advice there, about five sketches. or six pairs that you could be checking out. Yeah, check out the sketches if you can get them in your size. Great. Okay, then, right. Well, shall we uh, run Louise through the lightning round then? Yeah, hang on. I've got to find the graphics, though. Hang on. Um, okay. I'll probably match this up like yourselves. I did the start. Yeah, talk about yourselves. What's uh, the where is it, Tom? Uh, hang on. Right, oh, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Right, so do I have to mute anything, Tobe? Or do anything? No, no but you've got to turn us off so that oh, hang on. the <laughs> podcasters are going to love so I this. I apologise to everybody who's listening and watching this. Uh, yeah. As you can see, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> let me turn that off. Everyone's disappeared. Oh. <laughs> oh, what happened there? We'll go for it anyway. Louise, we've just got some quick fire questions that we're going to fire at you. Very simple. You all know the answers. Alan usually does this. He's a dab hand at it. I'm a little bit more inexperienced, but um, we'll see how we get on and we do the thing. So first one is, what's your pre-race breakfast? Eggs. Eggs. What sort of how? Scrambled. Scrambled egg. Um, yeah. Road or trail? Trail. What's your favourite distance? 10K. Favourite fuel? Mm, peanut butter. Oh, on the run. Great. Yeah. Um, brown or red sauce? Red. Brand of trainers? Oh, are we on about for trail or road? Well, either. Uh, Salomon for trail. And what do you wear on the road? Uh, Brooks at the moment. All right. Whisper it quietly. Don't tell him. Uh, winter or summer training? Winter. Uh, morning or evening running? Morning. What's your favourite event? Uh, I think the Thorsby 10K. I do that. I've done that every year for five years. Great. And your one song playlist? I don't listen to music when I'm running. Don't you? Do you, no. do you listen to anything? Well, you listen no. out for your dog, I suppose. Yeah, and even when I'm on my own, I like to just kind of focus. So Taking yeah. the ambience. Oh, lovely. I don't, don't ever listen to music or anything. Right. We'll see. We'll see if he can get us back on. We're done now, <laughs> mate. I, I've got to apologise. I, I, I mucked that right up. I, 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 I played the safe. email. I, I, play, I don't think anyone noticed. I played the <laughs> other title video thing for the email section that we use sometimes. And then I realised, and then I was talking to you, right? And then I could, and then I realised that I couldn't talk to you because I was on mute. I was saying, "Wilco, Wilco, I'm going to play it again," but I was on mute because I muted myself. So, 
I, all I would say, I, 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 I just hold my hands up and I apologise. Would you suggest that his bad filing system and name checking and it's come back to bite him on the rear end, really? Yeah, I mean, I can deal with the intro being called outro and the outro also being called outro <laughs> <laughs> and work out what one's which. But obviously this is the person polished... that uploaded it can't. There is a reason why this is number one in Mongolia and top three UK running podcasts. It's people. Well, it won't understand. be next week. It's been an utter shambles. No, it's going to be. It's going to be top. Well, bottom one hundred probably. It's, it's a bit. So I'll sorry, be back. I, yeah, yeah Toby's yeah, back. Yeah, Toby's back. Toby's. And I, I have to say, I'm the only one branded this week, which is also disappointing. Oh, oh he's got his. I he's got his club on. And Ed, Ed's, I wore my top earlier. I didn't think it's. Oh, I'm it's still wearing my hat on when I was walking the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so really, boys. We've got our pack game from next week. We're lucky Louise is here, really, because if it wasn't, this would be a even more of a shambles than usual, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Sorry about this, guys, if you're listening to this. We must apologize. Yeah, we can anyway, apologize to Louise, to the apps. Yeah, keep the questions coming in because uh, we won't we won't ignore you. Uh, we will keep going through them if we can. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and so also, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about running with your dog now. So if you can, yeah, write, if please. you've got any sort of observations or questions that you want to mention about that, bang them on. Yes, we want to hear so from Louis, you about running with your dog. So, said that you got into running because um, because you wanted to run with your dog. Yeah. So, um, lots of people, you know, it's something that a lot of people do do. What sort of advice would you have for people who are sort of like looking out to take their dog out for a run? I mean, the best thing you can do is try and get along to like a session where you can try out kit and things properly because like, especially for the dog's safety, you want to make sure they've got a good fitting harness and not being on their collar. And then you get a lot of people who do start off where they wear like a loose, like a belt that you tie around your waist or clip around your waist, which is really bad for your spine. And it's like, if the dog then is pulling, which is the whole point in them running with you, they will pull like you can damage yourself really badly. Um, so you want to then look into getting a proper belt yourself that kind of, sits mm. lower it like basically sits on your hips more so that the pull comes through your hips rather than your back so even if the dog was to just like run full pelt and kind of jolts a bit you don't feel it in your back at all mm. you just kind of stand there and go yeah you're not going anywhere because i'm not moving <laughs> now <laughs> so, the four of us are all sort of like all living with dogs at the moment chris is we're all dog people but we've all got yeah. different types of dog you know um what's buddy uh he's a he's a cava Put, no, Cavapoo. Yeah, Cavapoo. Cavapoo. Cheers, Cavapoo. Ed. What you what you got, Ed? I've got an Australian Labradoodle. Or a lion. Yeah, my dad's got a um, a working cocker, cocker spaniel. And what's Milo? Milo's uh, just Milo, isn't he really? He's a maniac, basically. <laughs> he is a maniac. I can't keep Yeah, so maniac. obviously running with a dog, it sort of lends itself to sort of like particular breeds, doesn't it? Well, they say, like, a lot of people say that, but, I, I mean, I run with, my dogs are both rescue dogs, um, so they're both lurchers. Um, one of them, like, obviously, the Chloe, when I first started, was because of her high energy and things, and I got into it just to give her something to do. And then Buddy, I've kind of more adopted him because of the type of lurcher he is to try and build him up to running. Um, so he's he, a younger dog, is he? So you've got an older yeah. and a younger dog. Yeah, so Chloe's Chloe's nine, Um she still runs up to 10k and sometimes 10 miles um she still enters 10k races and things and she still real goes for it at the minute um mm-hmm. and then buddy's um just about to turn four 
Um, but he's, I got him more to start doing longer distance with because I was obviously easing her down. Like she doesn't go past 10K really now. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of start doing longer runs again and take him on them. Um, and he's he's a lurcher that's half half husky, half greyhound. So he's got the greyhound speed, but then the husky stamina. So it's like... Oh, that, that sounds like, yeah, ideal canicross yeah. machine. Like, the only thing is he's quite reactive to other dogs. So it's like... Yeah. It's taking a lot longer to train him to focus because, mm. like, he sees another see, dog and he's just like, oh. See, my my misgiving of it would be that you know, dogs are great. I love dogs. I've, we've always had always had dogs, and you know, real dog person. But I always think dogs just want to go around and sniff about and just put their nose in stuff and be dogs. Wander basically. around. What's thing? The last thing they want to do is to be at our beck and call and um, tearing around like a lunatic. Yeah. See, like. That's why Canicross is quite good because you kind of teach them because of the fact that they pull in front rather than like trying to get them to run to heel where they get a bit bored. They kind of like, although they sort of are dictating where you go, they kind of have to, at the same time as running, focus on what you're saying. Like if you're telling them to go left, you're telling them to keep this way. Like, because they've obviously, they're wanting to like focus going forward and they're like, I'm going. But at the same time, they've got to use a lot of mental stimulation to kind of listen to you at the same time. Like, oh, they want me to do this. I've got to do like stay here and, and things like that and it um they actually when we're out running my dogs don't sniff as much as like on a walk like they'll try and sniff all the time mm. but when we're running like i normally try and get them to go like the toilet before we go for a run and like is that because them. they're on the harness though that they associate that with going running yeah so i've i use a different harness for walking to what i use for running so like um i mean buddy buddy only walks in a head collar because he's he would like otherwise he tries to pull and freaks out at the dogs on a walk but then in like he knows if he's got the head collar on, he knows to walk nicely. But as soon as you put a harness on him, he focuses and he pulls. Whereas Chloe has like, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Chloe has like two different harnesses. So she has a walking one that she knows she's allowed to just kind of walk around normally in. And then she's got the different type where it's like longer they call it a longer harness. So can, can anyone just rock up and do canny cross? Like so if I said to Tobe, Tobe, this weekend you and Milo have entered you in for a ten K, can he just bowl up and have a go? Yeah, like in some races, they do just allow like anyone. Um, they, I mean, they do try and advise you to use the correct kit and things. And some races will like if it's not a canicross specific race, but they do have the canicross option. Will say like they'd advise you to put your dog in a harness. They advise you to try and wear like a proper belt rather than having the lead in your hand. Um, because obviously, least not. Yeah, go on. Sorry, because like the lead in your hand, like you don't really have that much control over your dog. I mean, people no. think because the dog's in front of you and it's going faster, like that you don't have control. But I had a lady who's just come along. She's on my beginner's course at the moment doing canny cross. And um, she'd done a few runs with her shepherd, like just in her hand. And she said, she just felt like he was con- like pulling away, could go over and sniff. And, and then she said the first session she had with us, she was like, and I put the belt on and stuff. She was like, I felt like I had so much more control over the dog. She's like, and obviously I can see exactly what he's doing constantly. I can, kind of try and guide him where I want him to go. She was like, and it was so much easier than when I tried to run him around the park with like a lead in my hand. Hmm. That brings us on to uh, what yeah, Mel said. Yeah. And, um, because it's a it, park run where, it, which is the most experience, m- most time that most of us experience running alongside people who are running with dogs. Yeah. Um, I've announced that they're not going to have um, canny cross leads are not going to be permitted anymore. And people are going to have to use, um well a short regulation sort of lead can you see the wisdom in that 
like I think if they were, if, if it's because they don't want like dogs being ahead of people and things like that, they should have just flat out said no to dogs because it's going to encourage people like to have them on like collars and things and let them pull. And it's like, it's, you're still going to have the kind of trip hazard because not every dog's going to want to run to heel next to you, which is what they're trying to kind of get at. It's like, mm. you should have them running to heel next to you. And um, it's like, if, if something kind of spooked them or whatever, and they kind of pulled after something, you're going to end up with the lead like coming out your hand or and mm. it's like, I mean I had it I had it I've done I've only done three park runs with my dog like because normally I work Saturdays so I never get to them um yeah. the three that I have done I remember there was this person running along and they got a whip it and it was just on a lead in the hand and it got really excited because it's like oh another sight hound and wanted to come over to my dog and she was just focusing and then I'll see it like cut across in front of everyone and this guy's like there with his arm like Ugh, and like nearly tripped a few people up yeah like whereas if it had been in front of him, he could have kind of pulled it in closer to him straight away and kind of gone. So do you find that people, it, it's something that people don't know what they're doing. It yeah. seems easy. I'll just go for a mm. run with my dog, even though if you're accompanying, it's a big difference between going around the park on your own or going with 300 people at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, yeah, yeah they just think it's kind of, you just go and you just run. And don't like, yeah, there's a lot of like risks for the dogs as well and things that people don't actually think about and especially like with collars and harnesses and things like what, that. What sort of like with them pulling and all that? Yeah. And like um what kind of like if they're pulling into certain like harnesses and things and like they could they could really injure themselves if it's not correctly fitted. Like we I've seen people with like these Judas canine type where they go across the shoulders and they're they're like pulling and running with the owners and it's like that harness is basically like you put an elastic band and trying to like move your arms you, you can't do it and it's like people don't realize it and it's like they're un- unintentionally hurting their dogs which is why I started teaching people because I was like I didn't I saw so many people around my area especially after lockdown where they've all got these puppies and then they're like oh now I'm going to take them for a run and they're just running them in like collars and leads or like running them in like harnesses that are just not suitable for the dog and it's like like they they look like they're enjoying it, but it's like you're unintentionally going to cause some sort of damage in the long run with that dog. Do you think that's why? Because well, yeah, like, Park Run have um, obviously they've stopped it. Do you think it's more because like when you see dogs at Park Run, the my local both our local Park Runs are all to be fair. There are probably three or four dogs that run canny cross style, if you like, and run it really well mm-hmm. and aren't phased by the people around them, and they just run. And then there's probably 15 or 20 dogs, like you say, very much like what you've described, Louise, where yeah. it's more people, which is sort of about how the parkrun culture is. It is for everyone and it shouldn't be a race and it should just be they can come along and have a little trot around with their dog. So are they accepting that and unintentionally encouraging, like you say, potentially harming the, the dogs, which no one wants to see that, you know. And there's, yeah. But the Canny Cross people... They want to remove those people who are sprinting through two or three hundred people, yeah, like, with a dog. Because there is, there's always going to be that dogs are, however well trained a dog is, there's always can be that moment when a dog may react to something that it's not experienced before, and that could end in a horrible accident for someone or something, couldn't it? it can it does happen? So yeah, I can it's... sort of see why I don't want the canny cross at Park Run, but at the same time. I think people need to be educated in the right way, like you say, to actually, if they want to run with their dog, if it is just a little trot around park run, at least let's make sure we're not causing any harm to the dogs or uh, putting anyone yeah. at minimising the risk for everyone, isn't it? You know? Yeah, because like if they're using like better kit and things, I don't 
like and kind of thinking of the dogs a bit more i mean yeah, like, absolutely. yeah let's turn up and run our dogs i'm like that's great but it's just like the dogs obviously they're, they're not gonna be able to say to you oh this fits really weird i don't like it yeah. they'll just be like i'm out for a run i'm loving it i mean like yeah. I do have another question at dogs because I've read up on Candy Cross and we're now we don't I don't take him to park run Bodhi because it's just similar to your dog he wears a head thing when he walks but when he's when it's running time he knows it's the harness and we go out and we'll do four or five miles but I guess my question how do you know how far is too far to take a dog? Is it just literally you put a dog through? So like you said, you did couch to 5K. I did a similar thing. I know you did a similar thing with your dog, didn't you, Chris, when he was like going out, right? Yeah. But can you then go, right, you're on a marathon plan with me now and we can work a dog up to 26 miles or are we going to cause long-term damage to our pets, which we don't want to do at all? Is it? Yeah. Is that a very specific thing or is that a, um, like, should you look at your dog and go, because I, I, like my dog will just, He'll just keep going, but you don't know if he keeps going because he's with you and he's like, that's the right thing for him. He thinks it's the right thing to do, or it's because he's loving it. If sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like with my, especially with my beginners courses and stuff, I teach them how to like watch how their dogs are running so they can pick up signs where, like, because obviously at the minute we're not, we're not even doing 5K, we're just kind of building up to it. Yeah. But it's just like, so they can see, you can pick up slight things where you think your dog's like, slowing down or like just little things that kind of indicate that you've gone too far with them and I try and like encourage them to watch and like video how their dogs run attached to them how their dogs run on their own so they can see if there's like differences so you can pick up things better as you're running mm. and most people don't actually look at how their dogs are running but it's mm. like you you kind of watch how yourself's running you think oh that's a, I've got a bit of a niggle there I think I'm not lifting my leg enough or whatever but I'll see if you, you you don't always look at how your dog is and it's like I, like when I was training Chloe up to do the 24 miles, we were like, we started, um, I mean, I did like, we did catch 5K, we did catch 10. And then we started building, like we've been running up to 10K, 10 miles for like a couple of years. And then we started just like in lockdown, I basically kind of built up the mileage like each week and each day and kind of assessed how she was going. So if I thought, oh, she's looking a little bit tired today or she wasn't going quite as fast i'd kind of then slow her down a bit and just head home instead you know what louise apart from the fact that was amazing information by the way and i think we should make sure that we are looking after our dogs and doing what you certainly say but you've just given me the best segue into an email i've ever had we've been talking about dogs and now we're going to be talking about humans but listen to this so the email which is what i was reading by the way while you was going through some of that stuff it's talking about running and running different, like running easy and feeling different and looking for signs, the fact that you're getting tired and stuff like that. It's, it's brilliant. So well done, Louise. You can come back. Um, <laughs> so this is from Stuart. Stuart, I apologise. I just realised as well when I've read this that you sent this in on the 24th of February. <laughs> so, my bad. Um, lucky wasn't time sensitive, hey, uh, people. Okay, so... He's basically, he's looking for tips on easy running because what he's found is that, long story short, that since he's become, he's doing more easy runs, he's finding that his body is reacting in different ways. He's finding things are getting sore. He's finding that, I mean, give you some examples that his calves are hurting, um, Achilles and foot arch mainly as well, and aches and pains in all different areas. Um, 
from running differently and he's noticing that where he's running a little bit easier and stuff like that. So you know, similar to what you're saying about dogs looking at how they're running and, you know, things like that. See what I did there, Louise? Um, yeah. So, I mean, for – I t- no, I tell you what, I'll chuck it out to Ed. In terms of easy running, do you notice any difference physically – if you're doing more easy miles than when necessarily you're doing tempo work, or do you, do you find there's more aches and pains or he's on mute? He's on mute. Press your button. Okay. Probably at first a little bit when you first start doing it. I remember, do you remember it was just a few years ago when we, I think it was after like whenever, like first lockdown or whatever. And we went out and we decided we were going to start running slow and doing messing around to zones a few years ago, wasn't it? And it was, it wasn't, I was very, I think because all of a sudden you might be running 30 seconds a minute slower than you used to on your runs, than your natural pace, you're much more conscious of maybe your feet impacting the ground or how how you're running. And because you're running slow, you might at first start to get a little bit lazy in your running style, which then makes you hurt a little bit more. And the better you get it, and the more you do it, the more it becomes more natural because then you've got more energy to put into your rather quality sessions and your faster sessions through the week. So it makes you naturally your slower runs become easier yeah. because you're improving yeah. because you're getting better posture and better form out of the other sessions because you've got more energy to put into them. But definitely when you're first doing it and you, you walk, you're running along and you, you're very aware of your feet hitting the ground and or the sound the sound of the ground or where you're running and you're very conscious of all the little I remember being very conscious of curves and bumps and puddles and thinking like that. Because you're so so much slower, you've got that much and it's not like you're not like talking loads, but that extra few split seconds here and there to look at the terrain really makes you think and then makes you think. And if you do put your foot slightly wrong, you then your brain's working at a much slower pace, so you do start to play on your mind a bit. I think you just gotta really just focus on your form would be Yeah. No, it's a good point. Tope, anything to add? Yeah, I think it's true. So you, you notice stuff a lot. I, when I run slow, I, I use it to think about my form quite a lot and what I need to improve. But also you, your stride's different. So where you're sort of taking bigger strides at a faster pace, suddenly you're making a lot smaller strides, which just changes the whole way you're running. I think that makes, this is, for me, if I go out and do 20 miles at a, a nice pace, easy pace, I can almost feel that more than doing it at a faster pace, if that makes sense. Yeah. An unnatural it is, It's strange. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. unnatural. It, it's harder. It is. But well, as you I, said, the more you do that, did, the more it becomes normal. What video did we do, Tope, the other week where we was moaning in, in it? Me and you were moaning at part run. We'd just done part run. We, you was moaning about your hamstrings and I was moaning, or was it no calves? And I was moaning about my hamstrings because we, we was running if too. If we were moaning, it like, could have been any of them. Yeah, to be honest, we was moaning. But I think <laughs> both, actually what both of you said, bang on, I think what. Um, Stuart um, had said is that fact of sorry, sorry Stuart I forgot you know uh, is that what we tend to do is when you run easy you get lazy right so you go into a, a non-natural gait you go into a, a non-natural probably upper body position because you're not really you know you're not up you're not sprinting you're not working hard in terms of tempo work or whatever you've been doing that you mentioned you, you're running easy you're probably tilting a little bit more over you're not engaging, you know, through your glutes. You're not putting your hips into a natural position. You're not probably striding out. 
your aches and pains maybe because you're in a, I don't know, you maybe you're in a slightly faster shoe. I've got no idea, but there's all those different things. You might be hitting more on a heel strike versus more of a mid to forward strike on your foot that may be causing some of those aches and pains. You could be rolling a little bit more with your pronation because it, I, I use the term in the lot of videos I do about lazy pronation. You could be seeing a lot of that coming in because you're not worrying about form. You're not particularly running naturally and within your, like Tobe said, a natural gait. Uh, yeah, natural gait is probably the best way to describe it. So I'm guessing that's probably where your aches and pains are coming from. But I think what that does show and highlight is the fact of get down the gym, get some strength and conditioning work done, tighten up that core, make sure when you are going easy that you are thinking about your your, your form and your hips and things like that. And just, it, I, I say to some of the runners that I coach, just as you're trotting along, just think, oh, push my hips forward. Oh, shoulders back. Even if you do it every 10, 15, 25 minutes and then you carry that on for like a minute thinking about it, over a longer distance, it will make a difference. So, um, yeah, so there you go. That was... That was that email. Um, if Hopefully there's some Stuart emails, answered your question. Yeah, twenty fourth of Feb. Sorry about that, Stuart. My bad. No, my, that's that's not me. bad. You know, it's nearly. But, a month. Uh, to be fair, I don't think that's actually it's within the six weeks. Yeah, we've had <laughs> we've had worse, and I will pre warn everybody that there is about I don't know. It's got to be about sixty emails that I'm still trying to go. <laughs> so we're going to try and do an email special sometime in the yeah. next couple of weeks because we've got yeah, a few keep them coming. We've got Easter coming up and stuff. So yeah, we're going to try and um, dig them all out and. All the ones that say wishing you boys a Merry Christmas and stuff like yeah. that that we haven't. Um, uh, yeah, and is, is there any point yet. going in for the London Marathon ballot? That sort of stuff. Yeah. We'll we, we try, <laughs> we try and get onto them as well. <laughs> it is, we're, it's, um, we're busy. We're busy. You know, we don't just do this. You know, we've got lives to lead as well. You know, we've we got, can't just do all yeah. this stuff. But if you want to send us an email, send it to um, longrunshow at gmail.com. And, um, we might get around to it eventually. Louise, just before you go, I want to say you, you've said that you teach people how to um, uh, run with their dogs. So do yeah. you have to do sort of like um, coaching badges and things like that, like Chris has done for um, like general athletics? Do you have to, uh, yeah, so there's, there's, to have a qualification? Um, there's a few different places that like, do certifications of it. Um, so I, I did mine with the Canny Cross Coaching um, Group and you spend like a few days with them um do like harness fitting and things like that and talk through like warm-ups cool downs that you do that your dog does and basically go around and do all that and then you get like a certificate at the end to say obviously you can show other people what to do and like then i started building a kit bag so i've been purchasing so many harnesses so that i can have different ones for different dogs and different size dogs um so it's like because not every dog like you might come to me and say you've got a spaniel but not every spaniel is going to run in the same sort of harness some might run in it fine and like it'll fit them really nice and they'll pull in it and it'll be fine others they'll put a certain harness on mm. and like you'll think it'll fit it'll like fit them really fine and then once they start pulling in it they might rasp and things because they pull too hard in that style so there's quite a lot of different ones that i gradually building up in my kit so that i can try more and more with different dogs and i suppose it's a case like everything that people if they want to try they you know get out and sort of like watch YouTube videos, get as much information as you possibly can, but you know, yeah. learn as much as you can. Yeah. And like, if you've got like a local club to you, it's like always good to go like email them and find out if they do like a harness fitting session or anything. So you can go like quite a lot of them do like a five pound fee or whatever. And you go along and you can try the kit on and they'll, they'll do a little run with you. So you can see how the belt fits on you and how the dog fits in the harness and 
kind of get a bit of experience of the kit before you buy it because obviously the kit the proper kit is quite expensive like but i mean i've i've been in the same well chloe's had the same harness for the last seven years that we've been running and i've had the same belt for the last five because mm. um, it was only because i i changed because i wanted one that sat a different place on my hip that i like got the newer one but i mean it's like it lasts once you've like bought it and things along if you look I've after just, it i've just had a brilliant idea this is a, this could be our next ch- challenge toby we sent toby and milo to canny cross training and then put him in a race. And if he doesn't yeah. win, he has to buy me plant-based whopper. What do you think? I think it's a good idea, no? Also, yeah. It, it would bring awareness about it. Big shout out to JBS, by the way, for the super chat. But um, thanks, bro. But yeah, I think more about the awareness, but also um, I'd like to see Toby get pulled along by Milo. It'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> so we can we, where do we need to send him for his training, Louise? Me I mean, or Milo? Yeah, you can. We've got to literally uh, send him to Coventry. Yeah, you can come up to Coventry if you want and have a go. The car won't get that far. No, the milk float won't. You've got to remember the, the milk float, and they're also knocking the bridge down here to stop him coming into Broxbourne at Nazi. No, it's to stop you getting to Nazi Fish and Chip Shop. That's why the block there is that as well. Um, yeah, Nazi like, Fish and Chip Shop. Right, if, there was a weekend, if there was a weekend, I was like free. I could maybe come down and meet you guys and you could all have a little bit of a go or something. Yeah, and then and then. What we then do, Louise, can we pick him a race, right? And then we send him a Milo into it and and you see what he does. I'd like it. I'd like to see this. Particularly one that's really muddy and really horrible to do. Well, most most of the races are because obviously for Canning Cross, because of the, the heat with the dogs, it's from September till April. So you, you're running. What shoes should he wear? Because obviously a lot of people in What shoes should he Trail shoes. Yeah, trail shoes. Yeah. Like, Speedo fives. I go speed cross for like most runs, but then when it's really muddy, I go for my mud claws because I see with the dogs pulling you, you want the extra grip as well, so you can yeah. hold them back when you need to. Yeah, this this could be this is this is a goer type. This is our next challenge, yeah. Toby. It's challenge Toby and Milo to County Cross <laughs> Championships glory, and we'll sponsor. We'll put we'll put on Milo. We'll get a sponsor. Uh, what are they called? Harness thing with the long run podcast on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could be the official dog of the long run podcast. I think it's a yeah, brilliant idea, it. right? So that's that's it. Let us know. Uh, send an email into something.com if you want to see that. Long run show at gmail. Take on Canny Cross. I think that'd be that'd be brilliant. <clears throat> You'll have to sort him out for that. That's yeah, and if, if anyone if anyone's around the Midlands area and wants to see any racing going on, um, if you can get to Canet Chase tomorrow or Sunday, there's um like loads of racing going on at Canet Chase tomorrow because our um like local clubs up there when you say the season ends when does it end just so i know how long tobe's got to do this uh the last race of the official season is normally easter weekend ah tobe you've got to get back from lanza grotty come on go (laughs) to the airport now i'll charge a milk float you can buzz up there this weekend and get it sorted what do you think yeah it normally starts in september as the temperatures are starting to drop again and then it ends like april when it starts to pick up again i think we're aiming for start of next season rather than end of this yeah, maybe. No. Let's just we can take that like Ben Levin. That's the reason I'm like worried about my training for the marathon because, like, I do all my running in the winter and then I hide from the sun all summer and don't run because my dogs can't run. And I'm like, I you'll I'm be really just fine. Don't yeah. worry about that marathon. You'll be yeah. just fine. The amount of miles you're doing, you've yeah. got absolutely. The only thing you need to worry about is what you're going to eat at the end. 
That's the only thing you've got to worry about. And oh, I no. can recommend, just to finish on a high, in Leicester Square, mm. there's a vegan Burger King, and I can highly recommend it. There we go. Mm. What about that, Wilco, to take yeah, you That is pretty good. Perhaps they'll be sent knocking on our door with a few burgers or something. That'd be great. Louise, I must say, that there was a lot of love for you out here on the comments. People saying you're the best guest we've had. And- <laughs> well done and thing and i can concur it's been absolutely brilliant it's been really fascinating i hope that really? um you've also been able to um it's been useful for you too to talk to the boys and perhaps allay some of your um not fears but um you know some of your answer some of your questions that you got after your news this week that you're going to be doing the london marathon for the first time we wish yeah. you all the best with that thanks Bye. ever so much for joining us it's been really interesting and it's been a great chat you've been a great guest Thanks ever so much. Thanks to everybody who's listened on um, Facebook and YouTube. And also, you know, if you can't see us on at 7 o'clock on a Friday, you can always download us because we're a podcast too, so you can get hold of us on Spotify, on Amazon, and um, with the other people, Apple. Yeah, because we're riding up the charts. Yeah, we're massive on Apple. Massive. Ma- yeah, massive we're doing pretty well. You know, we do joke about, oh, yeah, we're number one in Malaysia and stuff like that. But but we are. We generally we are. We generally are. And <laughs> punching, you know, we're punching above our weight, really, amongst some very high-tech and highly financed um, broadcasts. And we're very grateful for all your support. So please keep banging away and writing nice reviews. I've read some lovely reviews this week. People are sending, writing such lovely things. You know, we hardly deserve it, but it's great. We'd Thank love you. to get all your input. So um, we're back next week, 7 o'clock. We hope you can join us. Chris, Eddie, Rudolph, he'll be back from Lanzarote. Oh, Wilco, I've got to work out how to do the end bit. I'll keep talking. Yeah, I'll work it out. Go carry on. Just, get Just tell me when to roll the titles because I've got to figure it out. So, I've got the right one. Thanks again, Louise. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And Chris... Roll the tiles. <laughs> hang on, bear with me. Ty, which one it's is on, it? I, hang it's on. on the two that says outro. It's the second outro. It might be. It might. You might get a manscaped ever. Hold tight. Right. If, if, I, if, I, if I get this right, I'll see you all later. Hang on, hold tight. Here we go. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.